Welcome back to Whose Crime Is It Anyway? I'm Shell. And I'm Lisa. And we're back with another dose of true crime from the true north. So as you all know, we are now going to a bi-weekly schedule. So every two weeks, we will be back in your ears with another case. This one that I am sharing with you today is a crazy one, and it's recent. This happened in January of this year. It's been on my mind. All my friends have been talking about it. It's like consuming our city, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Everyone's constantly checking for updates. Yes, constantly checking for updates. And there have been some updates. So I will share all of that with you today. In January of this year, a strange missing persons case swept over our hometown. Just 30 minutes outside of Vancouver, a 48-year-old woman goes missing without a trace from her Port Moody home. She left her wallet, keys, cell phone, and car at the house with the door closed, but unlocked. What happened was a total mystery until two months later when a body was found in a wooded area of the small town of Hope, British Columbia, an hour and a half away, which just so happened to be a town that this woman visited two days before her disappearance. How did her remains end up 140 kilometers away from where she was last seen? Or did she never actually leave Hope at all? This is the unsolved murder of Trina Hunt. Take it away, girl. In January of 2021, Trina Hunt and her husband Ian Hunt decide to go on a quick day trip to a campground in Hope, BC. The couple lived in Port Moody, and the campground they were going to was one that they used to visit when they were younger, in their 20s. So Trina is beautiful. She is 48 years old, with dark brown hair, and she worked at Shaw Communications, but was planning an early retirement. Nice. 48? That'd be so nice. So sweet. Oh my god. So Ian is in his late 40s as well, and he's the CEO of a company called Clean Tech Service Group, which offers commercial cleaning services. So by all accounts, on the outside, the couple seemed like they had a happy marriage and a happy life. And going on a weekend trip wasn't out of the ordinary for them. Hope is about 140 kilometers away from Port Moody, or an hour and a half drive. I always stop in Hope on the way to the Okanagan when we're visiting my family. It's a tiny town with a few major gas stations, and there's this diner where you can order a pie that comes in this vintage-looking glass pie dish, Mm -hmm. and then when you're on your way back home, you drop the pie dish back at the diner. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, it's like the epitome of small town life. And, fun fact, it is where the very first Rambo was filmed. Oh, I've never seen Rambo. Oh, of course not. Of course. (laughs) My God. (laughs) But that's a fun fact. I like that. And apparently there are good places to camp, which I have no idea about. (laughs) You wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, but that's what uh, everyone else says. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, very beautiful. But there was one thing different about this particular weekend getaway for Trina and Ian. 
They went on a digital detox. So that meant that they turned off their phones or put them into airplane mode and they went off the grid for the day. And we know this to be true because on Saturday, Trina received two text messages from her friend and coworker that went unanswered. Trina not responding to text messages for the entire day was kind of out of character for her, but her friend didn't really think anything too much of it at the time. On the Saturday that Trina and Ian drove their gray BMW car to Hope, it was cold and icy with light showers. So we don't know exactly what happened or where they went because their phones were turned off. So did they go to the campground? Probably. Did they go anywhere else? We have no idea. But Ian does say that they were home that same Saturday evening in time to watch a movie. So they were back in Port Moody that day, not too late at night. So they weren't camping. They were just going for a day trip. Yeah, just a day trip. They weren't staying overnight camping. They just went to the campground that they had visited in their 20s. Okay. So the next day on Sunday, Trina's phone is turned back on. She responds to the text messages from her friend and coworker at 4.33 p.m. Trina texts back, Too funny. Delayed response because I'm trying a digital detox this weekend. Haven't touched the phone all weekend. And her friend texts back, Wow, good for you. Must be so much harder stuck at home. Then, a few hours later, at 7.19 p.m., Trina responds, Amen! Exclamation mark. Sorry, how many hours later? A few hours. So okay. she messaged her at 4.30 and then the last message was at 7.19. Amen. Like preach. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Preach. Amen. So Monday morning comes around and Ian leaves for work at 6 a.m. Seeing Trina before he left. But all day Monday, there is zero activity on Trina's phone. At 1 p.m., she misses a virtual appointment. At 4.30 p.m., Ian arrives at their Port Moody home and finds Trina's wallet, phone, keys, and car. She drove a Mercedes SUV, all still in the house. The front door was unlocked with no signs of forced entry. Half an hour later, at 5 p.m., Ian calls the police and reports his wife, Trina, as a missing person. After only 30 minutes of not being able to find her? Yep. Jumping the gun there, don't you think? So I was trying to picture, okay, if this is the situation and, you know, you come back home from work and everything is kind of in the house, wallet, keys, cell phone, mm-hmm. everything, but no wife or no husband. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe I, if you tried calling her, well, obviously you couldn't call her. Her phone is there. Mm-hmm. Call some friends. Yeah, call some friends or I don't know if he did, but he made the call to the police half an hour. The only thing that I would find was suspicious is if the keys were still there and the door was unlocked. Because otherwise I would just assume that they had gone out for a walk and they were running or just, you know, they left everything at home. Yeah, it is weird that the door is unlocked, that it wasn't locked. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, then you would think, okay, they just left, went for a walk, whatever. Right. But door was unlocked. No signs of forced entry, nothing. Okay. So this is Monday. So later that same evening, on Monday, January 18th, Port Moody police canvass the area around the Hunt home and start searching for Trina. 
They request video footage and start sourcing CCTV footage to try and determine her last whereabouts. They even brought detection dogs to the hunt home, but they couldn't pick up Trina's scent anywhere. Hmm. Just also so crazy how quickly they responded to this and made such a huge search for her so quickly. It happened very fast. I mean, we will say Trina is a affluent white woman. Mm-hmm. So again, for her to go missing, police acted very, very quickly. Yeah. And the dogs couldn't find her scent. Like, it was almost like she wasn't outside the home at all. But, like, could they catch her scent in the house, too? Yeah, I'm sure that they gave the dogs something of Trina's to smell and then tried to find a path that she took out of the house. So she obviously didn't go somewhere on foot. It would have had to have been in a vehicle. That's what I would assume. Interesting. So the next day, on Tuesday, January 19th, a full ground search is launched for Trina by the Port Moody Police, Search and Rescue, and community volunteers. An RCMP helicopter was brought in as well as a canine unit. After weeks of searching, the police turned up nothing. No sign of Trina anywhere in the Port Moody area. The last known public footage of her in Port Moody is on Thursday, January 14th at a local retail shop, two days before the couple left for their day trip to Hope. So weeks and weeks go by and there is no sign of Trina anywhere. Families start speaking out and saying that there is just no way that Trina would walk away from her life. Mm -hmm. She was happy. She was excited for her early retirement. Like, how excited would you be to, like, retire at 48? Sign me up. Did the cops check her phone pings to see if her phone actually did go with them on that road trip to Hope? Or Or if it stayed home? It's a good question. From what I know of, there is no cell phone data that weekend from that weekend because the phones were off yeah because the phones were off and there's no pings nothing so the only time that it they know of is when she turned it back on on sunday evening and messaged her friend okay so on march 1st family and friends gathered to try and keep trina's name in the news ian didn't attend this gathering but a statement from him was read out it said The past six weeks since Trina's disappearance have been a devastating and incredibly difficult time for me and everyone who knows my wife. I feel the same frustration and incomprehension that her parents, family, and friends share in not knowing what has happened to Trina. I am confident the police are doing all they can to solve this case, and I am hopeful that they will bring Trina home. To me, it sounds like a very pr message but yeah that's just my opinion and it is weird that he didn't go to the gathering like why not just show up like Like, why not be there yeah you would try to do everything that you could if it would make a difference like it's just weird what was he doing working like what was his excuse I don't know if there is an excuse when your wife is a missing person I feel like you show up out of respect right and like for as a plea like somebody please like help us exactly So it's funny you bring up work. So almost two weeks later, on March 10th, Ian was fired from his position as CEO of Cleantech Services. What? How do you get fired as a CEO? I know. Did they like vote him out or something like the board of directors? 100%. Yes. Oh, why? 
Ian actually states that he decided to take a sabbatical and he wasn't actually terminated. Uh. But Colleen Tech removed all photos and mention of Ian Hunt from their website and social media. That's weird. He was scrubbed from their company. Like they erased him from yes, the company. They erased him. Do companies normally do that with somebody who like removes themselves from a company? A CEO? In this situation, if there is controversy surrounding a CEO, I understand why they might step down or, you know, say like, you know, I'm going to step down for a while. Take a leave of absence. Is happening. Exactly. Take a leave of absence, something like that. I totally understand that. I do understand too if there is theories or other things surrounding the person that is not favorable. Mm-hmm. So the company wants to always keep themselves in the best light. And yeah. having Ian as the face of their company, as the CEO, that's not going to be good for them. So I understand why they scrubbed him completely from their website and social media and everything. But still, like, it makes me think, like, what? Like, did they know something? Like, I don't know. It just seems weird that they they really took that step to do that and like were things being chatted about already like at this point like were people talking honestly I don't think so like I think that it was kind of like is it the husband is it not like you know you kind of always lean in the husband's direction he was the last person to see her Mm -hmm. so again the last person to see her you want to know all the information that you can from him but Mm -hmm. at this point She's missing, and they don't know anything of what's happened. Okay. Also, on the same day that he was terminated from clean tech... So it's confirmed he was terminated? Yes, it's confirmed he was terminated. Even though he says that he's on a sabbatical... They removed him. They removed him from the company, yes. Uh, Ian also decided to leave his Port Moody home and move in with his parents in Mission, B.C., Okay, like maybe the guy's having a really hard time. His wife is yeah. missing. He needs some support. And and he's now lost his job. Yeah, and he doesn't want to be like left alone in the house where they live together. But then what everyone had been dreading. On March 29th, a set of human remains were found. But they were not found in Port Moody. Can you guess where? In Hope. So the remains of Trina Hunt were found in Hope, B.C., the same city that the couple had visited for that day, that day trip to that campground, the same time that they had taken that digital detox. Did they say exactly where in Hope they found her? Have they released that? I don't know if they have released the exact location. It was in a wooded area. Okay. And did they say the state of what her remains were in? So that is something I couldn't find because the case is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. We don't have autopsy reports. We don't have cause of death. We don't have how long she was out there before. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know the time of death, which is what I would like to know. But are they ruling it a homicide? Are they saying it's a suspicious death? It took them two months to confirm that this was Trina. So two months. They found the remains on March 29th, but yeah. on May 1st, 2021, is when we found out. Identify the body as Trina's. Yeah. And on that day, police also report that yes, foul play is suspected, and this has turned from a missing person into a homicide investigation. Okay. 
there's so many things that I want to talk to you about in terms of theories. Yeah. Because this is it blows my mind. Well, like how do you how do you end up back in hope? You obviously never came back. How would she have gotten there? Exactly. And why wouldn't why would she have gone without any of her belongings? This piece of information, her body being found in hope, this is where the theories start to go wild. Yeah. So first of all, let's talk about the digital detox. So why did they decide to do this? So Trina's cousin says in an interview with Global News that she asked Ian about the digital detox. And he said that Trina actually wanted to turn off for the weekend to disconnect because of COVID and everything going on in the world. But Trina's cousin also says that like the digital detox being what happened right before she disappeared seems really fucking suspicious. Totally. Is that just a coincidence and just poor timing? Or is it part of the whole plan? Yeah, exactly. Like, is it part of the plan to go, like, to not have your cell phone ping where you to are? To trace, exactly. Yeah, because obviously we know from the many true crime episodes we've listened to, you can literally find every, everywhere home. you go. Yeah. Everywhere you go, Google is basically tracking you. So it's really suspicious to me. And then... There's also the text message back to her friend that happened Sunday evening. So Trina's friend actually says that it sounded nothing like her. It was too formal and she was not a person to use amen in her everyday speech. Like, you know, there's some people who will be like, yeah, amen, sister, or whatever. But she was never that type of person. People have like a set of like slang and words that they use in their everyday speech and text. And yeah. yeah. Well, that's a big deal then for her to say that. You can tell. Yeah, like I feel like if, if you know, someone took your phone and texted me from it, I would probably be like, this doesn't really sound like Lisa. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you just, you kind of know. Well, it's kind of like Britney Spears. Like no one thinks that she's like, I know. you know, making those captions about all of her videos. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, you know, right? Oh, God. I mean... Without knowing anything, though, and this was his story, and, like, not knowing where they found her, this detox is believable because COVID has made us so glued to our phones. Totally. We've got nothing else to do. We're on our phones all day. You need a freaking break. That's totally believable. But the fact that she was found so far away from her house and in the place where she was last seen, basically, where they had gone on this road trip. Yep. No. It, that's where everything crumbles. Like, okay, here we go. 100%. Like, there are red flags and holes in this story everywhere. Did they get dash cam footage? So they actually asked a lot of people. Like, they asked everyone for footage that they could find. So they asked for dash cam footage specifically from people driving on those specific days to try right. and pinpoint where the car went Mm -hmm. whether they stopped anywhere whether you know where did they go because they don't have any information of where they actually went they only have Ian's testimony of what happened right like no credit card statements that they yeah went to a gas station he states that they made zero stops that they went to the campground and went back and that's it but there have been some reports that he was seen at a gas station and he was seen at a place called the Flying J, which I believe is like a restaurant, a restaurant or something like that. Yeah. But that hasn't been confirmed by 
the police. That's just like people on Reddit saying that that's what they know. So take that with a grain of salt. But they have been looking for footage everywhere. Someone on Reddit actually went into a gas station while he was driving to Hope and asked the people in there if they knew of the Trina Hunt case. And they said, yes, the police were in here getting our security cam footage. Oh. So the police are on it. Oh, yeah. They are looking. Mm Mm-hmm. They just haven't released, they haven't released what they know. They obviously know more than what we know. Exactly. So then we come back to Hope, this Saturday drive to Hope. And Ian claims that they came back on Saturday and he saw her Monday morning before he left for work. But if that's true, how did she get from Port Moody to Hope? I'm pretty sure there's no bus. Like, a bus doesn't take you to home. No. And also, she didn't have her wallet. So how is she going to pay for anything? A cab, a bus, anything. She didn't have her car keys, and her car was still at home. So she didn't drive there. And, like, what reason would she have? What reason would she have to go back there? Yeah, and she didn't have her phone. So, like, it's not like she can call an Uber and ask her, ask mm-hmm. them to take her to Hope. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me that he saw her on Monday morning. I just don't believe that that's true. Did he make any other statements once this was all out? That people knew that this was her remains in hope? This was his only statement. So he did not make a statement after her remains were found. So obviously they're going to want to talk to him. Did they bring him in for questioning or give him a polygraph test or something like that? According to Trina's cousin... Ian told them that he did voluntarily take a lie detector test and that he passed. Okay, that's coming from him, though. Exactly. Police have not confirmed or denied that this is true, as far as I can tell. Yeah, he could just be bullshitting. Exactly. They have stated that no charges or arrests have been made in this case. That's Mm -hmm. all the police are saying. Mm -hmm. But earlier this month, on June 5th, 2021, the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team, or IHIT, Mm -hmm. and Port Moody Police issue a search warrant. Actually, two search warrants. So two simultaneous searches of Trina and Ian's house in Port Moody and Ian's parents' house in Mission, B.C. Mm -hmm. Apparently, police did forensic 3D scanning and removed certain objects, like a duffel bag and a bunch of mail and paperwork. They also towed both of the Hunt's vehicles, the Mercedes SUV and the gray BMW. Right. I remember seeing pictures of this. We're a part of this true crime chat group and some people live in that area and they were giving like play-by-plays, sending us pictures of things being removed from the house because they live in the neighborhood and i'm like oh my god it's happening yeah shit's going down this is where i thought we were gonna see an arrest an arrest something happen yeah but nothing has happened so this is literally all we know officially they have all of this evidence in their custody like they seized a bunch of evidence from the house they seized both the cars so i'm sure they're doing their due diligence but again it's been almost a month a couple weeks now and nothing no updates so far but i feel like there will be an official update soon there was one thing that i remember reading and it was statements from past employees or maybe current employees 
who worked for this cleaning company, stating like not so good things about Ian. That like he was like a super shitty boss, not a nice person, that he and his wife did not get along. So like I'm really curious what their relationship actually was like, him and Trina. Did anybody say anything like in like family members or friends that like they didn't have a good marriage did she did trina ever confide in one of her friends that she wasn't happy so from what i can gather you know i inside of the family has never spoken to the media it has been trina's side of the family that has spoken and i can obviously understand that they're protective of her and don't want to release too much information mm-hmm. but if I'm being objective about the video and we'll post the video in our show notes her cousin doesn't seem like a huge fan of Ian. right you know she doesn't say anything bad about him but they definitely allude to that his actions are really suspicious and feel wrong mm-hmm. and so I don't know if before this happened they really had any reason to think that their marriage wasn't great. But now I'm sure they're running through every interaction that they had in their heads. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I would do. So one thing that I do know, this is an unofficial theory and it's a giant rabbit hole to go down on Reddit. I have read almost every comment on these massive (laughs) threads and subreddits. It is crazy how many people are are invested in mm-hmm. this case across mm-hmm. the world like not just in Canada but oh, everywhere. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So the main theory is that Ian was having an affair with a woman that he worked with at Clean Tech. So I've decided not to name her. Her oh. name is out there and you can find it on Twitter or Reddit if you want to look, but wow. without any clear evidence, I would like to just protect her identity this way. So the theory is basically that Trina found out about the affair and Ian killed his wife in a fit of rage. Again, there's no evidence to actually support this. Um, I did read that there were photos of these two being very cozy and I did manage to find these photos. You found the photos? I did. What do you think about them? So when I read about the photos, I was like, okay, you know, I had like an image of my head of what they might look like. And yeah. then when I saw the photos, I was like, mm. so her hand is on, is resting on his leg in one photo, but it's, it's a group photo, like probably from a corporate function. And then the other photo is, you know, companies have like dress up days, like Halloween or yeah. something like that. Yeah. They're dressed up and she's kind of like pressed into him, smiling next to him. Okay. Well, one thing I can say for sure is I would never put my hand on any guy's leg like that I work with. Like if I'm married, I don't know. I just like that's I would put my arm around you, but I'm not putting my hand on your leg. Totally. Well, the thing for me is that if that was the case, if you're getting ballsy enough to put your hand or like start showing affection in a photo, then it's been going on for a long time because you're starting to get ballsy. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You're feeling confident that this is something's happening here. Right. Either way, like if it was Ian, this doesn't seem like it would be something in a fit of rage because it seems premeditated. He he drove all the way out there, made sure she didn't have her phone if this is what happened. And he planned this. 
So this isn't like a spur of the moment thing. 100%. Unless. Unless what? Unless it happened at the house and he took her to Hope. To hide the body. Yes, he took her as far as he could get. So far where people wouldn't think to go look. However, he's an idiot for telling people that he went to Hope for the day. Like, why would you tell people? Yeah, why would you tell people? Why wouldn't you make up another story? Like, again, her, their phones were off, so they couldn't even corroborate that it was true. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't even they, locate your phone, so you could have yeah. said you went anywhere. Oh, Literally. Well, that that little shred of that little fuck-up makes me think that, like, there is a possibility that he didn't do it if he's just that dumb to literally tell the cops where they were. Yeah, I know. Maybe it wasn't premeditated. Maybe they did go for the day. Maybe it did happen spur of the moment, in the heat of the moment, in hope. Regardless, if you know that you've left her out there, why are you going to tell the cops that that's where you've been? You're leading them to her. So I know it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense to me also because he tell he if if this is the case and she died in hope and he dumped her body somewhere, he lied from the beginning saying that he saw her Monday morning. Right. So and then he was probably the one that sent the text message to the friend to try exactly. and throw off suspicion. Right. But he could have easily put them in the opposite direction yeah. and said, oh, we went to Whistler for the fucking yeah. day. Like, throw them in another direction. Why would? Why aren't you throwing them off if this is actually what your plan was? I don't get it. I feel like he was trying to throw them off by saying that he saw her that Monday morning and that she was in Port Moody. So I don't even know if the police were actually looking for her in hope. Right. I think that they came across remains. Like, there have been quite a few sets of remains found in Hope as recent as the last year. Mm-hmm. And it could there was like three missing persons that they thought the remains could belong to. And they ruled those out and it ended up being Trina. So I don't even know if they were actually searching in Hope. I think that her they remains just... were found almost not on purpose. Right. Oh my God. The other option is that... It's not the husband and it's something else. But I just can't figure out who else or what else. Like she obviously didn't have a reason to kill herself. So I don't Mm -hmm. think that she just decided to, you know, walk into the wilderness of hope and die of hypothermia. The only other option is that it's someone else entirely. But who would she have met foul play with? Right. And like the only other thing that I can think of is it was a hired hit by him. Right. Like he didn't do it. But someone else did. Exactly. It doesn't... I mean, I'm assuming that she doesn't have any, like, enemies. Like, there's no one that she knows that anybody can, anybody can think of. Right. Why anyone would want to hurt her. And obviously, they would have ruled it a suicide if it was obvious. Yeah, totally. And they haven't. They've said there's foul play. It's a homicide. Yeah, like, they know. They know. Even though we don't know how she died, which I would like to know what cause of death is because I think that gives us more insight and also time of death right was she there were her like was her body there when she went to hope or was it after like Mm -hmm. you know it would i'm sure the police obviously know all of this information and they are moving as fast as they can on this but i only see 
one suspect. Right. Well, I think that we're going to have an update episode very soon with this. Yeah, I hope so. Like, it seems like they've they've kind of moved things along very quickly. Yes. And, I mean, until then, this case is still ongoing. And when there is an update, we will definitely let you know. Trina's family actually announced a $50,000 reward for any information leading to the arrest and charges in the murder of Trina. If you have any information, please contact 1-877-551-IHIT. Trina and her family deserve justice, and I hope that we learn of a new development soon. With that, we are still left wondering, whose crime is it anyway? Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Whose Crime Is It Anyway? We will be back in a couple of weeks on Monday with our next case. Until then, follow us on Instagram at Whose Crime Podcast, and we're also on Twitter at Whose Crime Pod. If you'd like to donate to our show, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Whose Crime Podcast. Bye! Toodles!